Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and today is actually the 4th of July. I recorded the podcast back in May sometime, I don't remember what day, uh, the 20th. I actually have it written down on the paper here. Uh, I've got my notes. See, all professional and uh, prepared and all that kind of stuff. Who am I kidding? Anyway, I don't really know what I'm even going to talk about, but it doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter. That's the thing is I'm trying to to present the fact that we need to just be ourselves. You know, we need to be, we need to, we need to cut ourselves some slack. I know I keep preaching that, but it's so true. But, um, you know, one thing I got to thinking about today, just hit my mic a couple times. Um, speaking of 4th of July, I, uh, as as some of you may know, I grew up in the um, Saginaw area, Saginaw, Michigan, after moving from the Chicago area when I was about 12. Lived in the Saginaw area, which to me that encompasses, you know, Saginaw, Bay City, Midland. That's the Tri-City area. But we moved to Bay City around 2009, my wife and I did. And there was a little fireworks, um, I shouldn't say little, I should say there's a little town that put on this gigantic fireworks program, uh, display, event, whatever you want to call it. And what's amazing about that is this is this little town of maybe 35, 40,000 people called Bay City, and they would attract people from all over. And I was reading up the other day, and the Bay City Fireworks is one of the largest uh, in the state of Michigan. Uh, and, and honestly, it's it's like been ranked on some of these websites of like the best fireworks displays in the country. And what's crazy is it'll get like 200 to 250,000 people. Now, granted, this is according to like Wikipedia and shit like that. So who knows? Maybe there's only 60 people that show up. But I will say this. I know when I had gone to them in the past that it was, you know, it was crazy. You'd have just bodies of oceans of people everywhere watching this thing. It's choreographed uh, to the music, you know, and then they'll have, they'll make a big event out of it. And the reason why I bring this up is it's just kind of, it's kind of neat to think that a little town like that can do something so impactful. Um, I don't go to the fireworks anymore. I mean, obviously I'm not going to go now because I live in Denver, but even the last 20 years, I didn't really go because I'm not a huge fan of crazy, you know, uh, crowds like that. But, um, I just wanted to bring that up. I, you know, it, it shows the potential that you can have. Even if you would be an unassuming city of 35,000 people, you can tenfold your population for a weekend with just a cool event. You know, and I guess we need to almost look at that as is the possibility in all of us, you know, that potential we all have to do something beyond what would be expected. See, this was my little Mr. Rogers moment. This was my thing that I wanted to kind of present to be able to show everybody that uh, you got more in you than you think. You know, I've I've talked with guests about that where everybody has more potential than, they, than they're than they aware of. Something that is a, a trivial thing to you 
It might be huge to somebody else. I can't fix a car to save my freaking life. You know, but I've had people who I've fixed their computers and they fixed my car. And it's like, yeah, I would rather be able to fix a car than a computer, you know. So and they come over and they're able to just change a belt or whatever and not think anything of it. And I'm sitting there going, I have no idea. You know, I've changed a couple belts, but it's a major undertaking for me. Whereas they can come over and just blip, blip, done. So don't underestimate your abilities. There's something that you can do that is definitely something that someone else can take value from. How that has anything to do with Bay City, I don't know. But somehow it tied together. But anyway, my guest today is James Richard Lane. And he is a very interesting dude. I uh, This is the first time meeting him. And I'm going to tell you a couple things that we discuss. Uh, first of all, he's a musician and he's a DJ. And he... Uh, has been on The Price is Right, and when, I guess, would be the Showcase Showdown, because he won a couple trips out of it, and uh, that's a fun story. And then the other thing that I found really fascinating is he's visited all 50 states by the time he was 30, and that uh, that's an accomplishment. I mean, I've only, I've only been to maybe 20, 30 states, maybe, and a lot of times it was just a matter of driving through them. So he made that his uh, one of his missions, and he wanted to, you know, do that... And he did it. And that's pretty impressive. So, anyway, uh, I, I keep saying anyway. What the fuck? So, <sighs> take a breath. Remember your practice of meditation and Tai Chi. See, all of that is starting to pay off. I'm able to just calm myself. At least to some degree. So, I'm going to start saying so. So, this is my episode with James Richard Lane, and stay tuned because I do have his song at the end. It is going to be right after the exit of the episode, and I'll just tack that right on the end there for you to check out. Here's my conversation with James Richard Lane. Why is it not stopping? What the... Help! Um, <laughs> if anybody knew, we, we've been talking for a little while here. So, but, uh, so James, um, let me know, uh, you know, t- fill me in on, on, uh, uh, some of your background and, um, you know, what, what got you, I saw that you were from, uh, uh, Baltimore and, yeah. uh, saw, you know, now you're settled here in, in, uh, the Denver area. And one of the things you sent me a few things, uh, uh, that were pretty interesting. And one of the ones that really, kind of resonated with me was the fact that you traveled all around. Uh, you hit every, every state of the 50 states by the time you were 30. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, a that was a goal that just kind of like happened. Um, you know, I really didn't intentionally have that goal until I was about maybe 24 or 25, oh, probably wow. 25. 
Okay, so you yeah. did that in a short amount of time then. Kind of. Um, so essentially, I had already visited a lot of states. You know, um, me and my friends would go on road trips. Uh, me and my two best friends actually uh, went out to L.A. together. Nice. And uh, yeah, we went from Baltimore to L.A. It was a long drive, but <laughs> it, was a, it was amazing. It was such an incredible experience. Uh, we w- went down to uh, Miami and then up to Burlington, Vermont, and Montreal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, of course, Montreal is not part of the U.S., but like, so we were going to all these places um, in my early 20s, and I was like, damn, like, I've actually already visited a lot of spots, and um, I think that, I, I don't remember what happened, I think I saw, like, maybe, like, this club, and uh, it's on Facebook, and they have a website, it's called the All 50 States Club, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was kind of funny, I, I never thought of that, and I, I was like, well, shit, I'm like already really close to that. I should like <laughs> count off, see where I'm at. Um, I also used to have like this Ikea um, shower curtain of the world. And it had like all the states and all the countries on my shower curtain. Oh, and cool. I okay. would just like, I'd be like, oh yeah, I have that one, that one. And, um, you know, it finally just started boiling down to uh, just a few more here and there. Um, so I, I took a bus from Baltimore to Seattle and that was crazy. And that was such like this really wild journey. Um, just going through like these Northern States, like, uh, Montana, North Dakota, um, you know, making it all the way to Washington and just having that opportunity and this like experience of like immersing myself in this like kind of very, um, spread out culture, this like really unique style, especially coming from like a very uh, big city like Baltimore, DC area. Um, it was awesome. It was it was really cool, and it just motivated me to continue doing it. To where I eventually uh, got to visit my last two, which were Hawaii, and nice. of course in May of. 2019 i finally stepped foot in my 50th state alaska <laughs> and i was so pumped i was like ah and, i don't know that's awesome history. well yeah. and and that was actually going to be my next question is what constitutes visiting do you have to spend an hour on the ground <laughs> in the state or is driving through count uh, I think that's, you know, that's such a good question. Like people have asked me that, um, I'm not one to really judge what someone else chooses as their visit time. I mean, if someone drives through and if they, you know, unfortunately got into a car accident or something crazy happened, even if they were there for like five minutes, technically you got in a car accident or something crazy <laughs> happened in that state, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah, you got in a car accident in, uh, I don't know, Idaho, uh, but you were only there for like five minutes, so that doesn't count. It's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I got hit by a car, you know? Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I've spent at least an hour in each of those states by far. I think the, the well, I shortest. I guess you would by default just by driving through it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the, uh, the shortest amount of time I've ever spent in any of the United States is excuse me, is probably, well, actually it is, it is Idaho. <laughs> it's Boise. <laughs> I, uh, it is Idaho. I was going through there and, uh, we were, we were kind of like 
is I don't know if they call it the panhandle part of it, but uh, we were just like in and out pretty quickly. I, I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour. So I was just <laughs> like, all right, there I go. I think we stopped at a gas station. I got some gummy bears too. There so, you go. That well, then you that. set foot on the ground. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> no, because um, the other reason why I ask is I haven't been to 50, but I've been I've maybe seen half. You know, and a lot of times it was yeah either in a layover uh, with a connecting flight or. Um, it's funny that you mentioned a car accident because when I was little, in fact, right before I mentioned I was from Chicago and we moved to Michigan, in mm. between moving from the Chicago area, I shouldn't say Chicago. People who are from Chicago would be like, you're not from Chicago. But for people who don't aren't familiar with the area, it was uh, uh, maybe about 15 miles north of Chicago. A lot of people said okay. that I was pretty much in Wisconsin. It was a place called Arlington Heights. Um, okay. but, uh, uh, anyway, uh, um, from the Chicago area, uh, and then we moved to uh, Saginaw, we went on a a, a, a cross country trek from that Chicago area into uh, out to San Diego. So we got uh, the in a Winnebago with my mom and my aunt and my sister, and uh, and this was of course you know I'm 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 pushing fifty. So this was of course when there was no oh, wow. Game Boys and things like that. Bro, so man, it was no. a miserable trip. <laughs> That's hell. <laughs> yeah, it was a week or so. Uh, we ended up in Tijuana at one point, so that was interesting. Um, You're in Tijuana. Yeah. How did that, wait, how did you go from Michigan to Tijuana? Well, we went when, when we drove across, and we uh, oh, uh, we got the 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 Winnebago broke down in Texarkana, so we were in, oh, in okay. Arkansas. That was so I, that, that's what made me think. Yeah. That. But um, so there you go. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and well, and we went to San Diego, and then for some reason, my aunt's ex-husband lived in the San Diego area and wanted to go to San Diego or to Tijuana, so we went. To Tijuana. Imagine a 12 year old kid walking around oh in Tijuana. God. That was interesting. That sounds wild. It was, that it was sounds a trip. really interesting. Yeah. That was- I, when I lived in LA briefly, um, I actually really wanted to go to Tijuana because I saw like Greyhound tickets for $9. Wow. But I remember I would ask people, like just random people, I would just ask and be like, hey, I'm thinking about going to Tijuana. Do you think it's a good idea? And like, I'd say a good percentage of them said, no, I should not go. Oh. And I was like, damn it. Dude, dude, it was crazy. So we were, you know, th- there's a lot of like uh, picture. The area we were at looked almost kind of like a flea market. You know, you had a whole bunch of like little booths yeah. and stuff and people were selling trinkets because there's a lot of tourists. That go Sounds kind of cool. It was, yeah. it was neat. But we we had a, um, my mom bought like one of those bags that had the, the pattern on it or whatever that's like hand knit. And oh, like we, a Navajo pattern. Yes, exactly. And we, yeah, uh, okay, cool. She started, and she would buy some little souvenirs. You know, the the little puppets that you've, you. Whenever you see movies, you always see these little puppets. Uh, they got puppets and and uh, and all these little trinkets, and she had them in the bag. Well, she paid and forgot, and we walked away. We didn't get maybe fifteen steps away. We came back, and it was gone. Whoa, that that's bag wild. was stolen within 15 minutes. Yeah, so damn, you know, because yeah, somebody so. probably who you know was peddling stuff and didn't have a lot of money probably was like, Hey, here's payday. What year you was know? this? This was in '85. Okay, so a while ago, okay, yeah, this was enough. a while ago. So I don't know if it's gotten worse or better. Um, you know, yeah, who knows? It depends on who you talk to. It's but, funny you mentioned um, Chicago and Michigan because uh, when I turned 21, I took a bus also. I used to be afraid of planes. I used to be terrified of I was planes. too. I hated and, flying up until just a couple and, years ago. Yeah. I My first trip was because I won those trips. Was, it, was uh, that the Tahoe trip? 
Yeah, yeah, I wanted to I ask you about Tahoe that. And the San Francisco <laughs> trip. Yeah, so that was my first flight. Actually. Oh, you get both of those with that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, so I took a bus from um, Baltimore, Chicago. I stayed at the Hustling International out there. And I was hanging out with my Australian friend, Dan. And him and I had, like, this really great experience just partying and just having a solid, you know, time in Chicago this uh December 2010 and he suggested that we spend like two days in Michigan in um, Detroit and I was like yeah let's do it so uh, we bought our bus tickets and we were ready to rock and roll we had our bags we're sitting at the terminal and they or was like a speaker system that was like hey you know passengers you're uh, your bus is delayed, and then it was delayed longer, and then it was like six, seven hour delay. Mm. We we're like, what is going on? Um, when we were on the bus, we finally got on the bus, and we were headed to Michigan, and it was like freezing cold. Oh my <laughs> God. It was like absolutely chilly. And on our way to Michigan, I swear to God, I am telling the truth when I say this is our bus driver informs us they're like uh passengers please don't panic uh we contacted the local authorities our uh our buses brakes have frozen oh, <laughs> damn so, so we were on a bus uh where our it's like the keanu were... reeves movie speed <laughs> yeah i was so freaked out I was holy like, shit holy yeah crap we're gonna die yeah um and Basically, um, they just blasted the heat on the bus, and it was hot. Oh, it was sure, so yeah. it was freezing outside, but it was hot in the bus. And yeah, I don't know. This is like going on for like a solid like panic for oh, a solid, like shit. 20, 30 minutes. Damn. Um, fortunately, I guess like the I. I don't really know what the situation was. I mean, I'm just like some dumb 21 year old. And uh, You're like, I'm never leaving home. <laughs> my birth, yeah, my birthday was just last week, so it's yeah. like, wow, what a way to celebrate the 21st. Um, and yeah, so the the brakes finally like fall out, I guess, and wow. we, we arrived there safely. And coincidentally, the weekend that I was in. Um, Detroit was pretty unforgettable for me because not only with the bus, not only my birthday, but also uh, breaking news hits uh, when we're in our like Motel 6 or I don't even remember where we stayed, <laughs> uh, but there's breaking news and it's like the Minnesota Vikings stadium has collapsed from like the snow or whatever. Wow. So uh, they had to have uh, the Detroit, no, they had to have the Minnesota Vikings take on the New York Giants in the Detroit Lions stadium i think i think you remember that yeah yeah i was there and they That's gave wild. us free tickets so we got to actually watch <laughs> like the game in the detroit lions stadium and I'm, I'm like wearing my ravens jersey i don't know it was yeah it was an amazing experience <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. so i i uh i have uh i had a good adventure for totally. my first time in detroit chicago yeah detroit detroit's an interesting mm-hmm. town because it's like right now it's going through almost a uh, uh, renaissance, I guess, if you will, you know, because there's Detroit yeah. was the fourth largest city in the country at one point. The, yeah, that's believable. You know, and now it's it's. I mean, honestly, I think it's got <laughs> under seven hundred thousand in the proper you know part of. It's smaller than Denver now. 
from yeah, what I understand. Sure. You know, and it's like, yeah. and a lot of that is largely due to the whole, uh, you know, GM and, and the car, the auto industry, GM, Ford, Chrysler were all headquartered there. And um, definitely, you know, so, but uh, there are a lot of people who are apparently buying up these old houses and, and renovating them so that they're not, you know, eight unit apartments anymore. They're back to their, their previous glory. And, uh, you know, a lot mm. of the houses that were beyond you know, repair, they're tearing those down and they're putting in like urban gardening. So that's a big thing in Detroit right now. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And you know, that's one thing that I really love about cities like Detroit and my hometown of Baltimore are there these historic cities with very unique art and cultures and just, um, you know, they're very special to me. You know, I know they're identified as like very dangerous. You'll die as soon as you get out of your car. Um, in my opinion, (laughs) that's not the case um i actually really like love baltimore wholeheartedly with all my heart and soul and uh detroit uh i I would love to go back i i really had a good time uh while i was there um i went to like the bronx and then the motown museum oh yeah that's 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 probably sounds really touristy if anyone (laughs) in detroit is listening how when you got yeah true but but when you when you don't have you know a lot of time that you go see the things that you know the main thing absolutely you, want to see, you know so yeah absolutely yeah i i thought it was great I yeah mean, i would definitely go back well and having lived there so where i'm from is saginaw saginaw was straight up i-75 from detroit and in all honesty it was almost like a smaller detroit and there were times where saginaw flint and detroit were listed in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the country yeah that's right yeah i i definitely believe that as well i you know, I don't know. Like, it's it's interesting because like you see cities like um, Austin, Texas, Seattle. Uh, I don't know. Let's see, uh, Denver and like Portland are like these. You know, these kind of newer cities that are like thriving, which is like hip young professionals oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff Definitely like that. Awesome, uh, Seattle. And I, you know, I think that um, in some ways that's cool, but some ways I'm not so into it as well, because like, I think it really takes away from like, kind of like the history of the city and the culture of the city that made uh, it's so unique and special in the first place. And like, I think that when you talk about a city like Detroit or Baltimore, you see um, these cities that are uh still have this like really historic vibe to it and like really cool sense of art and culture and like just this really uh i don't know community driven place yeah that's that's something i appreciate about those cities it definitely and and one that was one of the things i was going to say is is i always took detroit for granted you know, mm. it was always yeah. one of those things where it's like, yeah, it, we were about an hour and a half away from there, maybe. Um, Fair you know, it wasn't wasn't real hard to get there, but uh, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'll go one of these, you know, and I would go every once in a while. You know, I got friends that live in the surrounding areas and that. Um, but it was like usually the only thing that I went to Detroit for were for concerts, you know, because up in where yeah, we're from, that makes sense. rarely got concerts there. That's that's one of the things that. about living out here that, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh excites me is we've got major concert venues here unfortunately right now we can't really do much yeah but um but yeah it's it's you know like my my wife is really into this uh band fish and they do their tour end at over at uh dick sporting arena or whatever it's called you know every year Oh, okay fair fair enough i didn't know that oh yeah so she was she was excited that was a bonus for her uh 
Um, I moved out here cause my friend Chris was like, dude, you gotta get out here, you know? And so mm-hmm. there was nothing going on where we're from. Um, and that actually, you know what, that, that brings me to, uh, to another point that I'd like to bring up is I noticed that you said that you are, uh, a DJ on that. Uh, and I'm not trying to do these transitions on purpose. It just kind of worked out that way. No, that's um, I love that. I yeah. think that's, a, that was a really great segue. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, we didn't have like a public radio station like that. We had the local community college would do stuff but it was always like npr type related things it wasn't anything i mean when i first moved here i was tuning down the dial and just listening for a minute you know a couple minutes and seeing which one and i locked your station in because i was like oh local local stuff that's pretty slick oh thank you very much yeah no problem yeah it was i and and it's kind of when when you posted that in that email to me i was like oh wow that's freaking awesome you know so yeah so yeah i actually got my start in radio here at met radio in Denver at MSU, Denver Metro State University. And I kind of just kicked it off my first couple of episodes just doing DJ sets on the local channel. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of uh, listeners tune into what I was playing. It was fun and exciting. And then I started hitting up local musicians that I would just uh, see flyers or um, hear about through word of mouth or some friends or whatever the case was. And it really helped me develop my own uh, community or like just be a part of the community rather. Because when I first moved out here in August 2016, I didn't know anybody. I knew no one in Denver. And to come out here alone or uh, well, I guess with my girlfriend at the time. But still, uh, it was just a tour, yeah, you guys. I at least had yeah. a little bit of a support system, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So – uh, to really reach out to these musicians and uh, just have this connect and continue to build on from there. You know, my first ever guest was this guy named um, Tobias Cross, and he was the talent buyer at uh, the Underground Music Showcase. I think he was one of the lead directors as well. And the Underground Music Showcase is uh, an annual music festival that happens in the heart of Denver on the South Broadway neighborhood. It hosts over 200 musicians. Um, A large amount of those are local musicians. And then there's also some really big names. Uh, For example, in 2018, Deer Hunter, Frankie Cosmos, White Denim, um, always so many other uh, big names played that year. And I got to play as well. And it was all because I met this guy, Tobias, by uh, asking him to come on my show to talk about the Underground Music Showcase. (laughs) And it just continued to build up and, like, allowed me to really um, get immersed within this culture and this scene out here. So I eventually put together a portfolio and a resume just kind of showcasing my skills and talents within uh, broadcasting. So I... Uh, reached out to some local channels. I've received uh, some pretty awesome feedback, and I got a job with um, 92.9 FM, 89.3 HD3, which is Kuvo's local channel. And just to really be able to um, DJ over there and kind of give my weekly shout outs to local artists and also uh, inform people of what's going on with concerts or just like in the news and to really be a voice of uh, the scene out here uh, is something that I take a lot of pride and honor in because, um, yeah, I'm hoping to deliver 
my uh my best to the best of my ability um to allow these artists to get the spotlight and shine that they might normally not uh receive and and exactly it's it's uh that's one of the reasons why i got excited about it is because it's neat to you know the, the station that is is it's neat to listen to uh that and go you know who knows where this person's going to be in a few years you know because mm-hmm. uh, i'll be honest with you being you know getting older I, I there was a there was a point where i when i heard, turned around basically 30 it was like around the year 2000 <clears throat> i kind of tuned music out for over a decade anything new i was just like man you know now fair I'm, enough <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm more open to music now than i was when i was you know 29 30 it's like i've bought new <laughs> albums i've gotten you know and it's like it's kind of cool so then that's why i'm excited to listen to that station and, and honestly i don't drive you know uh really anymore because again you know with the the health issues and that um yeah i uh you know i go like a, a to, to the local target or something like that, you know, a mile, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, no more road trips for me. You know, my wife's usually the one and, uh, um, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, and so we, um, um, you know, but when I would drive around, you know, uh, uh, and again, not like long road trips, after even moving here, you know, cause it was just me. I usually, I did the whole road trips with buddies. Uh, um, in fact, uh, one of the, one of the friends that uh, got me uh, going on this podcast, I had three close people die within a period of like four months, uh, wow. years back. That's Ooh. what, that's what really started this. But the one buddy we would, yeah, we would just do what you were talking about. We'd hop in a car and just go. You know, we never ended up. That's in, the way to do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, usually we stayed within Michigan, but a couple of times we ended up in, you know, the Chicago area or we ended up in Canada one time, you know, so. That's so cool. It was, yeah. it was neat, you know. <clears throat> that is and, a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's neat though to see that station that's offering an outlet because that's the biggest thing that a lot of people, you know, they, they, people are called starving it artists for a reason is the fact that usually <laughs> yeah, you don't, sure. they don't get exposure, you know? Yeah. And, you know, going back, um, I just also wanted to say, uh, you know, really, uh, allowing these artists to shine, um, is cool, but also there's, there's a lot of great, um, outlets and press out here in Colorado that's also covering these artists. I would say that Westward and 303 Magazine um, and some of the other ones do a really good job out here in shining and putting that light on these artists. You know, I performed the Underground Music Showcase Facebook page yesterday. (laughs) I was going to bring that up. It was like, yeah, yeah, I got to play that yesterday and it was so awesome. And one of the things that I absolutely loved that they did was um they allow the artists uh, like so all the artists that are playing their you know facebook page live streams uh not only are getting um all the viewer like they have thousands upon thousands of likes on facebook so like you know there's at least a few hundred people viewing each live stream and uh yeah i i think i have about like 400 viewers uh, on my live stream. So it's pretty sweet. And not just that, they also put uh, your Venmo name um, in like the comments or section or whatever the case is. So like, 
you know, people can give you tips if they want to. Uh, So like, just to like see all this support out here, like of what's going on, like, especially like, you know, referring to what you were saying, a starving artist and having a music festival, like, you know, a top big name, big dog music festival come in here and allow artists to get paid uh, while performing from their living room. Like I did yesterday. Yeah. Amazing. It's, yeah. I mean, and, and the Venmo, you mentioned uh, that, and, and I forget about that. That's a, it's essentially like a, uh, uh, not a Patreon. It's like a direct, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to subscribe. It's just like a, yeah, see, that's exactly. awesome. It's, you've got a hat, you've got a virtual hat in front of you. And a you're virtual playing. hat. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, awesome. that's a good one. So, um, yeah, that, well, and what's neat is the fact that they've, they've adjusted and they are doing, um, they're allowing you to do it from your living room. You know, so that's, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. So, you know, um, you can check my, uh, my set out. Uh, it's on their Facebook page. It's, uh, the title is streams with grit and my, uh, my solo artist name, which is pelvis Presley. And I, (laughs) thank you. And I just really like set up my living room. Like a lot of it's still set up, you know, there is, uh, there's like a world map on my fireplace. There's like this, like really old, um, brown on camera bag there is like a book about earth a tarot card book there's uh tapestry and uh just like i ripped out some magazine uh pages and uh used some paint and just wrote my uh stage name pelvis and just like taped it to my fireplace and yeah i filmed i filmed the whole set from my iPhone yesterday and um, I used a bookcase to hold up my iPhone and uh, I was just <laughs> jamming out in my living room. And the funny part is I actually live across the street from Safeway. So, you know, I think a lot of people were actually, uh, uh, some people in the parking lot of Safeway could see me because like <laughs> I had my, I had my curtain open uh, to bring in some light. So it just be more clear. And just like that, you know, people are, uh, walking out with their groceries, walking in, whatever the case is. And uh, they're just seeing some guy going completely like art punk, thrash rock, crazy <laughs> uh, in his it. living room. Yeah, it was fun. That's very cool. That's very cool. That's uh, I wonder if you're over in uh, what, what, what neighborhood are you over in, uh, in Denver there? So if I tell you that, oh, uh, you know what? We'll know talk exactly about that. where I live. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I will tell you. It's Capitol Hill. I live in Capitol Hill. I live across the street from Capitol Hill Safeway. So if you okay. guys want to start sending me some um, <laughs> some love letters, there you go, <laughs> or some ransom letters, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I because I work I work uh, kind of in that area, and I was just wondering if it was the same Safeway, and I was like, I can picture the neighborhood, maybe you know. So, but uh, but we're working from home, fortunately uh, now, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's I like that area over there. So yeah, um, it's cool. I like it too. But um, yeah, I uh, 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 was actually going to ask you about that because uh, you'd mentioned that you have a song that you wanted to uh, to share with everybody. Uh, I'm gonna bring it up now, but we'll remind people towards the end of the episode too. Um, but we're gonna put it at the. Uh, uh, at the end of the episode, we'll put it after, you know, everything and then just stay tuned in for that. And again, we'll remind you. But uh, so tell me a little bit. I've, I've I've checked out your music and that. Where did you where did you get started? How did you get started? Oh, my God. OK, uh, this is an absolute pleasure to tell this story. So I started music um, in, I guess, technically 
2008 maybe uh the janitor of my high school really gave me my first ever guitar That's he gave awesome. me a paul, paul reed smith santana because he found out that my mom passed away and oh, he just wow. felt horrible for me so he give, gives me like this like thousand dollar guitar yeah, I was gonna say and this. i'm just like what like what in the world i i was so blown away i was so in shock when he gave it to me that i didn't even know what to do um <laughs> and i i didn't even play it for like months because i was like i is he gonna want this back like this is crazy <laughs> so i eventually started playing it and i you know I had no like instructor or anything. I just graduated high school and I'm just trying to like figure out who I am. I always knew that I had a passion for entertainment and just like performing in front of people and storytelling and just really like, uh, you know, making things compelling and interesting. That that's just something I really enjoy trying to do. So I, was hanging out with my friend and he introduced me to his mutual friend, uh, our mutual friend, excuse me, uh, named Tom. And uh, Tom and I started this band uh, in 2010. Well, I guess Tom joined in the end of 2010, early 2011. So, but like the band idea was like pitched between like Tom, uh, myself, and this guy named Alex Pachevko. And uh, we originally called it uh, my name, James Lane, and the Shaky Experience. And I was just like writing these like angsty teenager <laughs> like punk rock songs, and they just they had they had so little structure, and they were just like if if someone could even find them, I don't even think they exist anymore. I think they were on a MySpace like a long time ago. <laughs> if someone were able to find it, I'd be so embarrassed <laughs> to just hear like those lyrics. Um, it's out there but, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they exist somewhere, wherever they are. I, <laughs> um, okay, so um, you know we're we're playing like the you know I'm playing these like shows, whatever shows I can get. I'm playing in like attics. I'm playing in uh, basements, whatever. And I wanted to really stand out though. Like my song sucked, but I still just wanted people to remember me. So I'd wear like white uh, baseball sleeve t-shirts and (laughs) I would just write my name in really big lettering on my t-shirt in like permanent marker. And I would just wear that. So people would know who I am. Hey, it's like a name tag, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I was just wearing a really big name tag on my shirt essentially. And you know, Tom eventually uh, asked if he could drum for me. I said yes. We put out our first album in 2012 uh, called Greatest Hits. It was just like, <laughs> a, you know, like it, it's funny because our songs are like, our songs are very, um, they're very like art punk or mm-hmm. like thrash rock. Yeah. Um, but they they have like a very. Um, we we like to add, we like to really add a lot of comedy into like our, our the names, yeah, well, not I've, the actual songs. Like the songs <laughs> are like kind of serious, but yeah. the names are we 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 really just kind of like put some uh, put some uh, comedy in there, some humor. So you know we we were playing these songs. Uh, we we really like hit it off with a song called Fossils, and uh, it's just like you're so old, you're so old. Like that's the lyrics and just it's silly, silly. And then um, we got invited to play like all these like art uh, uh, 
uh, student house parties. Like the Maryland Institute College of Art was is in the neighborhood that we were living in, and like all these really famous people went there, like David Byrne and the Talking Heads. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah just so many people. So <clears throat> to have the pleasure and the honor to just like play in these neighborhoods, have a really cool experience, getting to meet like all these cool art students, dating, and just totally. really like building like this like community and friendship. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so, yeah, we started to build uh, some repertoire and we kept on going from there. And we moved to L.A. together. Uh, we kind of took a break from m- music. We were, we were still in like the band was still existent, but we were kind of just like, uh, I don't know. We were just partying a lot. We were 23 and we, uh, we moved back to Baltimore from L.A., um we started writing our third album um that didn't come out till 2015 and we'd like co-headline this like local baltimore music festival called mt6 fest released our third album sloppy thirds and here we are <laughs> yeah i know and here we are in 2020 uh five years later since our last release and we are finally uh on the verge of releasing our fourth album and our fourth album is going to be called um more famous than food and <laughs> thank you yeah once again just really catering to the comedy a little bit totally. but you know uh you know a lot of these songs um I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback i've sent this to friends um before it comes out it comes out in july of this year um and we already have two singles out we have earthquake hands which is our first single and uh 1989 daydream and um <laughs> i've i've grown i've grown a lot more towards uh spoken word spoken word has really captured my imagination to a whole new level and um you know the best way to illustrate this is is that i was really into arctic monkeys last album their last album has like this really like it feels like almost like david bowie um outer like outer space like you're in this like futuristic lounge like smoking like a futuristic cigarette like (laughs) hearing some guy i i don't even know and it's it's really cool and like a lot of the lyrics feel way more spoken word at least to me uh than actual like rock songs or whatever the sound may be and i you know i that, that resonated with me so so much like just i can't emphasize enough like uh there's a track on that album called star treatment it's one of my favorite songs ever written ever and i i think it's just such a beautiful song and i decided that i am going to try to like uh switch up my writing style a little bit and like try to make my songs even more meaningful opposed to like you know what whatever i don't even remember what like i guess the lyrics are about like just dating or whatever the case is now like a lot more of these songs are very in tune with um like i'll recite i'll recite you a line um from one of the new songs so we just released our uh our second single here 1989 daydream and in the second part of the song uh the verses um giving the illusion I'm gone, forecasting when it might take off, channeling energy from a foreign time, flipping through tabloids of a past life. And essentially like that has like a deeper meaning to me that with dealing with a recent passing I experienced last year. And um, 
yeah, I just, I think like really like having an outlet to shine, you know, these punk rock songs, but with like a spoken word element yeah. kind of makes it like unique and, um, it feels special. I don't know. Well, I just went on a really long tangent there. No, no, no. That's great. It's, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, and that's the thing is it's almost like you're, you're building a genre of your own, like art punk. You know, yeah, exactly. Poetry punk, something like that. I, yeah, I, poetry punk. Yeah, whatever. I, you know, <laughs> I could pull. Yeah, I could probably picture. It, well, it, I picture it, like the beatniks of the fifties. Okay, like, I'm into it. You know, Dude, like take I, you and drop you in there with, cool. a, with a punk guitar. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. That's that's a cool metaphor. I, you know, it's interesting because our performances are very. Um, aesthetic they we were like kind of a performance art piece i mean we go that's wild. that was the like, impression we, i got yeah yeah we go absolutely like wild like you know who, like for the people that are listening right now you know there there could be a few different you know ideas of what you have of what we sound like and as mentioned you'll hear it later on in the episode of like what it's all about but really like our sets are just kind of like this like two like best friends just like jamming slamming our guitars slamming our drums and just like yelling into the microphone <laughs> i love it though it's, it's it's definitely uh it's not mainstream i will say that you know thank you yeah yeah no and i'm sure yeah. that's a compliment and, you know you know uh, i i just want to add this too our music is so non-reflective of who we are right now well, no, no, I, hold on i i should take that back i take that back Lyrically, our music is very reflective of who we are. Uh, in terms of like the heavy sound, like the high distortion and stuff like that, you know, Tom and I like we we do like to drink a lot of beer. Um, <laughs> I will say that we do like to party a lot. Still, that's still a culture that we're a part of. But uh, we both meditate a lot. We nice. do self reflection daily gratitude list like that's you know, awesome what, that's very yeah awesome. Wh- whatever like we're we're really really peaceful people actually and uh, <laughs> you know it's and my house is really really clean it's not like there's like graffiti <laughs> and stickers and all stuff, over yeah. the wall <laughs> we don't quite live up with the rock star life anymore <laughs> that's awesome though that's well and and you mentioned um uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because you had talked about that Arctic Monkey uh, uh, song, but I know you said that that's one of your favorite songs, but something you sent yeah. me in that link was you do your own podcast and you got to, from from what I understood, what it sounded like is you got to interview one of your own heroes. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought, oh my God, I have been so blessed, so lucky to um, have that opportunity. So that really like, took off through what I was mentioning earlier, just DJing and uh, hosting at Met Radio at MSU Denver. And then I just started uh, having the recordings of those tracks and placing them onto the Met Radio SoundCloud or MixCloud account. And I started requesting to interview um, famous bands or that I personally enjoy. So my favorite band of all time, anyone that's listening that knows me, no surprise, we are scientists. I've seen (laughs) them 12 times. I am a mega fan of them. Um, They are 
so so good they're just wickedly talented and they put on the best the best the best live performance ever like i just i can't say that enough their live performance if you go to youtube watch one of their videos it's just they're, they're called so, we are so scientists good. yeah we are scientists nice. really really good band i'm telling you and they uh i had the pleasure of interviewing doing like uh 20 i think question q a uh with the vocalist keith awesome. and that was really special to me i've interviewed um yacht which they were just nominated for a 2020 grammy i interviewed them in january i interviewed nice. telepop music they were uh they had their song breathe i'm sure yeah uh, i checked that so, out today I, i'm familiar with it. so I've many people it. know yeah. that song totally yeah, yeah. Uh, and that song used to play in like car commercials and like whatever else so yeah. like having that like you know um exchange with them like that they're a duo so me and these two guys and just to be in the same room and getting to ask them questions and then recording it putting it onto my podcast the shaky experience podcast which is on apple and spotify uh <laughs> plug it man uh, yeah. plug it in there <laughs> yeah plug it right it was really cool no you that's know? good um and just so many more uh you know like Mux mule he had so if uh, anyone's into Adult Swim, Mux has had a lot of his uh, tracks like either featured as like compilations or like background music or like so, something like that uh, with Adult Swim. So he's, nice. he's done a lot of work with Adult Swim and Ghostly International. So uh, yeah, just having like these artists hearing their stories from the highs, the lows to fame and uh, just, you know, being in contact with them is like, it's wild. It's like it's like a really crazy cool experience, and um, it, it's something I just really enjoy doing. So that's, if you guys are yeah. interested, yeah, I, that's, that's the way to go. I think what's cool is the fact that you're able to you know interview these people that uh, um, you know that you have listened to their stuff before. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like. You know, five years ago, did you expect to be talking to them? No, that absolutely. Kind of thing. Yes, yeah, I love them. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, even the first time that I heard Telepop Music song Breathe, uh, it was on this modeling agency's website. Uh, this this guy, he's a photographer. He goes by the name Roy Cox, and uh, he's based out of Baltimore. Mm. He had or has, I don't know, uh, the song Breathe by Telepop Music on his website. And I was looking at that when I was like, 17 or 18 mm -hmm. and you know i'm 30 now and, and then, I, yes, interview, I interviewed them in march and i was awesome. like like you know 12 years 13 12 years later i interviewed that band after hearing their song i was like what in the i actually told them that and they're like oh that's really cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> well and, and that's mostly who you interview right or musicians pardon excuse me is that mostly who you interview are, are, yeah. Are yeah. So mostly musicians. Yeah. I have interviewed local business owners, okay. uh, like fancy tiger clothing. I've interviewed, uh, councilman, Joel and Clark, nice. um, and a few others. Uh, but yeah, mostly musicians, you know, I've, I've definitely taken a little bit of a hiatus from it during this uh, pandemic, just because I've been so focused on uh, that new album by my band, the shaky experience, which is really confusing. I know um, <laughs> is that my podcast name is the shaky experience podcast. And then my band name is also the shaky experience, just the band. Uh, we're hey, on why not? Facebook and Bandcamp, of course, but like, you know, yeah, I, I just really like the name, and it, I, I too, also actually. have. I thank you. I have this hereditary tremor in my hands. 
Ah, and that's, that's where that's, that's where, where the name actually derived from. And does earthquake cans come from that too? <laughs> yeah, earthquake cans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we had an earthquake in Baltimore in like 2011. Really? And uh, that was the first time I remember experiencing an earthquake. And uh, I, I was like, I am gonna one day like use that name towards something. And yeah, I'm like, that's great. You know, nine years later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I want to I want to make sure that we get you know some of these links in the description and everything. And I know you sent me the email, but definitely uh, let's get more. Let's get links to that you know to the song that we're going to have on here. Oh, I'd like people to be able to get that. So we'll make sure. We'll, Absolutely. We'll talk about that all afterward. But um, um, yeah, I think uh, you know, and 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 I'm looking at my notes here, and there's something I did want to ask you about because we briefly touched on it. And and uh, for those listening, uh, 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 James and I were talking briefly before the podcast started. So I don't remember if we talked about it on this or not, but uh, yeah. uh, anyway, um, uh, you mentioned the trip. In fact, I think you did. Uh, you were talking about the Lake Tahoe trip. Tell us about that. I think that's pretty slick. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sure. So yeah, I won um, a trip to Lake Tahoe and a trip to San Francisco, a camcorder and about $10,000 oh, on the prices. Right. I didn't see all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, during the bidding process, but, uh, and a little bit at the wheel, but I, I am a former winner on the prices, right? That's I, what I was on the show in fall 2000 and, uh, 13. Um, and it was, you know, a crazy life-changing experience for me. Uh, you know, me and my two best friends living in LA together, Mike and Tom, at the time, I actually, it's kind of funny, I haven't even smoked weed or anything like that <laughs> since like 2014. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> while for like, me too. And yeah. we both live in Colorado. Come on, what are we doing? I know, yeah, <laughs> the irony, right? Whenever yeah. you leave Colorado, they're like, you know, people are like, oh, see, so smoke weed. I'm like, nah, I don't. People uh, thought I moved here for that. It's like, no, trust me. It wigs me out. I can't do it. You know, yeah, so. exactly. Same. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. It's like, hello, there's also about nature. But anyway, uh, so, you know, I I was smoking a fuck ton. Or, yeah, <laughs> oh, I was smoking funny. a ton that's of weed uh, when, uh, when I lived in L.A. I was always high. I was yeah. never not high. And uh, it was just, you know, once again, me and my two best friends just hanging out poolside in North Hollywood. That's awesome. Floating uh, on these rafts. Man, we were living it up. <laughs> and I was doing, like, uh, these, I was doing like these brand ambassador jobs. I was, t- I tabled mad decent block party. I, um, I was a server on a Hollywood rooftop party. Oh, I, you know, I was doing, yeah, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I was doing some cool stuff, but you know, I, I wanted to make like something out of my time there. I was like, I was like, okay, this is cool. But like, you know, it's, like it's just moderately noteworthy it's meh you know it's all right so i uh me and uh my friend mike got us tickets to sit in the crowd of let's make a deal we went over to let's make a deal <laughs> uh we met wayne brady it was nice, awesome yeah. and yeah, he then, seems like he'd be a genuinely cool guy 
he is he's dope i love wayne yeah Yeah. and so we we're sitting in the crowd we're wearing our outfits i think i'm wearing like an elroy jetson outfit my (laughs) you know my friends wearing like this military outfit and my other friends wearing like just a bunch of trolls on him like (laughs) (laughs) um um, and then uh yeah i i think uh i think they were gonna call me they they audition everyone every day so basically like uh all the people that are sitting in the crowd of the prices right and let's make a deal um they are uh an interviewer goes up to them and just like they're like hey how are you what's your name cool okay have a great day bye just a really short like 30 second conversation just to get an idea see if you can speak clearly person. and that kind of stuff i'm sure exactly yeah. to see who, who they want to pick for the date they don't tell you that you're getting picked. Oh, cool. But okay. they, they, so when people they, are shocked, they're genuinely shocked. Yes. You're generally shocked. That's yeah. Cool. So like, so we're sitting, let's make a deal. Uh, I, the, the producer was pointing at me and I was like, Holy crap, they're going to pick me. They didn't pick me. And then a guy came up to me and he was like, Hey, you should go across the hall. Sorry. It didn't work out. Uh, you should check out the prices, right? <laughs> I had no and, idea they were in the same building. Yeah, CBS. Like, yeah, as, yeah. Um, It'd be like it's 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 like yeah, room one hundred and three. That's prices, right? Uh, down there is let's yeah. make a deal. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we we're hanging out. Yeah, it was, uh, and we go across the hall like a couple of weeks later to the prices, right? And uh, we do the audition, and we're sitting in the crowd. And I start freaking out because I have a feeling they're gonna call me. <laughs> Were you and high? You, uh, no, oh, I wow, actually okay. wasn't. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. Um, I don't know if I smoked maybe before that. I don't remember. Uh, it was like seven years ago, but you know, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, you know, uh, we're sitting. We're sitting in the crowd, and um, this um, uh, the music hits. Drew Carey comes out. Aisha Tyler comes. Yeah, out. Yeah, I saw that. That I was gonna say that was awesome. That she was. At, what was she doing there? Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I think she was like a guest. I don't really. I have no idea till this day. But I was like, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> Aisha Tyler is like yeah, beautiful and cool. Oh like, yeah, well, she's yeah. awesome on Archer. I love her on Archer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. So I was like, okay, it is what it is, and. <laughs> So we are just yeah, like everything's going, lights are flashing, everything's wild, and they start calling up they start calling up names. They call up contestant one, contestant two, and contestant three is me. They call up my name and they flip a card, and I couldn't believe it was me. I finally go up. Uh, I'm in shock, and I'm over there bidding all day. <laughs> People are bidding, like doing that, like 101 on me, oh, where yeah, they bid a dollar a, that's over you. I'm like, what a jerk! I thought we were friends, uh, <laughs> you know. And, and then uh, I finally get caught up, and I win some trips to San Francisco, Lake Tahoe, and the other stuff. And yeah, that was my first ever time flying. I flew to Lake Tahoe with, uh, you know, my best friend Tom, and him and I uh, had like the most amazing weekend. And then um, I took my friend Adam with me to San Francisco, and we had a solid time too. And you know, it was just so life changing. That's just like that was like really like my moment. That's like my claim to fame. You know, people usually say, "What's your 15 minutes of fame?" I was like, "Man, I was up there for like an hour with like Aisha <laughs> Tyler and Drew Carey." Dude, but, you but, almost yeah. knocked her over. I know. Yeah, yeah. In the video, we'll put the link to yeah. the video in this. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, in the video, I'm like dancing with her, and then yeah. I go into like Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan mode. You know, like it looks crazy. Um, oh, that's awesome. But it was fun. 
It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What's uh? What would you say your claim to fame is? Um. Well, I like I said, I've got uh, uh, I've got those movies uh up yeah, on Amazon. Right. I mean, we've we've had our, the following has been crazy. Uh, the the main guy Steve, who he's the hands down, he's the captain of the ship. You know. Um. But yeah. we've got uh, we do premieres uh every year for the last decade. God, oh you wow. Got, uh, Speed racer out there. Um, yeah, anyway. I know, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, Thanks, Denver. Yeah. But uh, yeah, right. And uh, but we had, uh, you know, we he managed to again. Saginaw was a depressed town. Is a depressed town. They've been depressed since like the eighties, you know, because GM mm-hmm. pulled out and plants kept closing, and it's just it's been a broke yeah. town forever. He managed to get people to come to this theater and see this ghost hunting documentary. Uh, you know, we're on number eleven now. And so this theater seats basically 2000 people. We would get two showings and pack it to the point where the, uh, the crowd or the, uh, uh, the help the first year, they were panicking because we had to turn people away. And it's been like that every year we had. That's awesome. And and it's gotten such a following. We get, I've got, you know, fans that contact me from the Netherlands and, and uh, you know, they're, they're Facebook friends. We've had people fly from, uh, um, from Europe to come to our premiere to our, you know, cause we do a red carpet. It's neat. It's really neat. And then we do, um, you know, so we've got, um, we got the movies uh, up on Amazon. So, and they've got the series called, uh, it's called haunted Saginaw. Hot and Saginaw. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you check it out. You know, it's, it's, I uh, will. And I it, plan on it. It's, it's cool. And like I was telling you before, before, uh, before the interview started, we, uh, 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 Steve has gone on to do a TV series, you know, so it's, um, that's so cool. Yeah. It's, and, and is he, is Steve like your best friend or your, you he know, is a very close friend. Um, I would say I've got like two or three best friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. Steve is one of them. Chris is one of them and my wife, you know, she's my That's other so best cool. friend. Yeah. So, I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, and, and there's other people that I'm very close with, but, uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like in my personality, my nature, I've, I used to have a lot of acquaintances and I still do. Yeah. I'm cool with, you know, I'm, it's, I, I stay friends with people. I, you know, I'm one of those people that I don't, I don't, uh, you know, yeah, I haven't talked to in six months. We're done. You know, I have a, I have yeah. a, a, a chat with a couple buddies of mine that we were all tight. We were that group back, you know, 20 years ago. And now the new normal is, is with quarantine and that the new normal is to do, you know, Skype. So now it's almost like it's the old yeah. times, you know? So yeah. Right. Yeah. One I lives, totally can relate to that. Yeah. It's, it's one, one lives in a different area of Michigan. One lives in Virginia or West Virginia. And, uh, and then I'm out here and we can go on Skype and it's like, you know, they're those kind of friends that, I could call them up and make a reference to stuff that was a joke with, you know, an inside joke and they still laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's neat. So, I mean, yeah, I do have, I do have, you know, other friends, don't get me wrong. And, and I hate to say the best friend, best friend, but it's like the ones who, you know, Chris, Chris is why I'm out here. He got me out here. He let me stay with him, you know? Um, yeah. That's Steve, so cool. The, uh, he, he, you know, gave me amazing opportunities with the, uh, the haunted Saginaw series and, and just other experiences, you know, meeting with going with him a couple times with the whole music thing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just neat. So, but yeah, as do you it, think that, uh, you in, uh, you will do a, any work with, um, Steve's, uh, new role with the travel channel. I'm going to probably not be involved so much. In in fact, I don't think I'm going to be involved at all with that. Uh, he did a season already. Um, and it was one of those things where 
just commitment wise, I wouldn't be able to give up the full time gig, you know, at my day job to be able to do that. Um, so, Fair um, and not only that, it's it, the show. The show is is very similar. You should check out his stuff if you're a fan of any ghost hunting stuff. I mean, we've had we've had members of Ghost Hunters on the movies and and on the Haunted Saginaw movies, um, and uh, you know other other people um, involved that. Uh, uh, have experienced some crazy cases. Uh, one of the one of the That's places so cool. that we investigated at, it was actually. Are you familiar with like the uh, the Conjuring? I think it's Conjuring series with the uh, the Warrens. Um, they're like famous ghost hunters. Uh, Sounds familiar. They're 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 being portrayed by uh, different people, of course. You know, because they're the actual Warrens are are dead now. Uh, they just recently died, okay. and the, yeah, but they're like the ones who kind of started the whole concept of ghost hunting so to speak um or at least one of the pioneers and um anyway we did this case that was uh it was called dice road one and are haunting on dice road they're all they're all haunting on and then the name of the street kind of thing is usually the format of the titling and uh dice road one was his house and it was just an unassuming house i mean when we went to go try and find it we we kept driving by it because it was one of these stories that was forgotten and one of the there there were there were police records and fire department records of crazy shit going on. I mean, walls cracking and and pounding on the walls and police would come out dozens of times, if not more, hundreds maybe. And it was always going on. Well, we um we reached out and we found uh, one of the guys who uh, was involved in the investigation back in the seventies, and he told us he was like, I've had two cases that have really stuck out in my head. Uh, of all the cases that I've been involved in. And he worked with the Warrens and he was like, one of them was the Amityville horror. He was involved in the original case of that. Wow. And this dice road one, or, you know, this, this house on dice road. So when to hear that, to have somebody like that, uh, his name is Jerry Sullivan. And, um, uh, and he's very big in the whole paranormal world. And, uh, you know, it was just to have him say something like that. And it's like, holy shit, we investigated this place. You know, we interviewed so cool. all these, it was, it was, it's amazing. So yeah. And, um, you know, so I, again, I was more of a, uh, an investigator in the group. Um, but I've had, uh, you know, I've had some experience with being a producer on a, you know, a couple of the movies and, and edited the dice road movie. Uh, I helped Steve out uh, a lot with editing on that one and this and the other dice Road, a couple other movies, but, um, you know, like an assistant editor position, but it's, um, you know, and, uh, and besides that, uh, before, in fact, Steve and I met because my buddy, uh, Jason Morissette and myself, we directed a zombie movie or he directed, we, and I produced a zombie movie that, uh, is also on Amazon. It's called Locked Away. You check that out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's well, uh, this is cool. Yeah. It's, it's neat. It's, it's a B movie, you know, it's a B movie all the way, but it's the production value. You know, it was a $20,000 movie. We had a, like a hundred and some odd extras and, in in. A lot I've seen people, you know, because you know how people are. People are going to dog your shit when they see it. There's people who, usually, it's it's an insecurity thing. So when somebody makes a negative comment on, you know, my my buddy Chris and I have a YouTube channel that we do stupid shit on. Um, it's called Randomify. Cool. And uh, God, I feel like, you, like I said earlier, I feel like you're interviewing me. Um, oh yeah, but <laughs> but you know, you got a podcast. Job, yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, that's one thing. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to point this out. When people naysay, when people sit there and dog on you, like you do something creative, don't feel bad if you got assholes. I've had people say some insulting shit on our, on I our agree. Podcast, you know? I, uh, I agree. You know, when I was recording, um, the third album, sloppy thirds with my band, the shaky experience, we had this guy that, Oh my God, he came up to us 
and we saw him and we knew him because I guess he used to be the door guy at a uh, music venue. We often played okay. and he, we were like, uh, like, Oh, Hey, how are you? It's like, good. What, what are you guys doing together? We're like, Oh, we're really cute. Um, we're recording our new album. And he said, to us, that's the worst news I've heard all day. <laughs> I just laughed. I laughed so hard. <laughs> no, oh it's my God, funny. That me up. It's but funny, I, but it's a dick know, move, you know? Yeah, it's a dick move, but also funny. And I was just like, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm glad that you have a reaction. A, a reaction is better than no reaction at all. Yeah, so, it's, like, it's totally true. So that was cool. Um, in regards to this, uh, yeah, the ghost movies, that sounds really interesting. I am They're very, very cool. intrigued for, in that, for sure. Um, They're, you know, just seeing that stuff is cool. Well, and that is one of the other reasons, you know, um, having lost, uh, uh, in fact, my my other best friend uh, who had died, he was like a brother. You know, he was it was that kind of a thing. Uh, his name was James as well. He, uh, he just died uh, two years ago, about two weeks ago. And... Uh, <coughs> I lost him and then a mutual friend, Kevin, and then my sibling, my, uh, the second youngest of my family, Pat, all within a period of four months of time. And this was like two years yeah. ago. And uh, you mentioned that you uh, had a recent loss and that the, the, the reason why I'm bringing that up, you know, I mean, not to not to be a downer, but I mean, the, the podcast is, after all. Let's laugh about death. You know, that's the whole concept. Yes, right. So, yeah, <laughs> um, that's so true. So yeah, I, and and that's the thing is, it's like you know, the, the the big question, and I always, you know, I say the big question is, so having all the background and having all the, uh, um, uh, you know, different experiences, and you've experienced, admittedly, you've experienced more than most. You know, um, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, so having that kind of perspective with all this. Here's the question. What do you think okay. happens when we die? Where do we go? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, and that is such a good question. Um, you know, I will say this. I lost my mom at the age of 12. Um, I was adopted, uh, from foster care. Oh, wow. I okay. was, um, I was adopted by my biological aunt. My biological aunt passed away July 2nd of last year. And that was the most important person in the whole entire world to me. Absolutely. And I um, wrote a lot about her. Um, just, you know, going back to some of those songs like 1989 Daydream, definitely. Um, and some of the other songs of the new album that you can hear uh, some really inter interesting, unique um language like words put together and just sentence uh, structures and it's just really about uh passing and death and like my experience with it <clears throat> before i say what i think happens i just want to say that i think that regardless of any adversities no matter how bad they are i am completely aware that shit gets really really fucked i am so aware to of it uh besides my accolades you know, I've had some really tough, uh, hard times. Oh, yeah. And I think that, um, it, you know, during those times, they were dark periods. It was like a great depression for sure in my life. But um, I, yeah, I would say I live a really, really good life. I, I'm really happy and content with uh, everything that I have and all the experiences that I've uh, gotten to do and opportunities. And that leads me to your answer. So for the longest time, I thought that, um, I, you know, I was just really on the verge of um, heaven and hell and purgatory and 
um, reincarnation mm-hmm. or uh, just you know blackness forever, just nothing uh, yeah. forever. Um, I have since converted um, s- since my. I've, maybe before my aunt passed, I don't know. But I've like since converted to um, going back to meditation, uh, monthly self-reflection questions, uh, gratitude list, nice. running regularly, vegetarian since 06. I'm just trying That's to cool. have like this really healthy peace and this outlook. And that has made me way more spiritual. That has opened up my mind so much. Um, even in regards to astrology, uh, I'm a Sagittarius and, uh, year of the snake, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, spirit animals, greyhound, you know, I'm into all that stuff. All that stuff has just really become such a massive, massive part of my life, uh, since my aunt's passing. And I'm going to say that I, um, I don't have the answer, but I believe that um, I believe in going to heaven. And um, I think that um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's okay. Yeah. But if I, I hope that I'm right because like, if like anyone that's listening can imagine like the most important person that's ever existed in your entire fucking life. That was uh, Lisa to me, which was my aunt. And basically, um, I hope that I get to see her again. So I have no choice but to believe that heaven is real. That's beautiful. That's exactly Thank it. it's yeah. You Thank know, you. Yeah, that's no no problem. That's and and that that you you summed it up best. You said you don't have an answer because we don't. Nobody does. You know. And, yeah. And I've I've mentioned this before. I'm happy for people who think they have the answer figured out. I'm I'm genuinely almost jealous. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I do think. Mm-hmm. I do believe that something happens, you know, it's not just darkness. And that's, again, that's just me because we don't have proof. (laughs) But but you know what? Oddly enough, my friend James, um, and I won't bring this story up again. Um, I literally talked about him in the last episode, but something he told me, um, something he had told me in the past is, is he was like, you know, if it is all darkness, we won't know anyway. That's true. And that yeah, brought me and comfort, real, you know? Dude, there's, yeah, man. Like, but I've, up, I've seen too much shit. We with, yeah, we, exactly. But honestly, I've seen so much shit with the ghost hunting stuff that I'm like, okay, it doesn't just end. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, oh, man. Like, uh, yeah, for sure. Seriously. And there's, there's, like, the I ghost. Like, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I what what has been my situation with ghosts? What has been my situation? Uh, I definitely believe in them for sure. Have I had what was my experience? Shit. Um. Okay, I have two. One is in December 2016. Me and my girlfriend at the time flew back to Baltimore. We were at James Joyce's Irish Pub, which is like a fancy bar in the city of Baltimore. And my girlfriend went to the bathroom, and she was gone for a really long time. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. uh, we were at a, uh, a wedding um rehearsal dinner uh with this guy it was cool um and yeah they were like where's cam is she okay <clears throat> she came back and she was like hey we gotta go immediately and i was just like okay and this is so so not like her at all and we go outside and i was like what's going on and she was like just you know please stay calm and i was like okay please tell me what's up and uh she said that um 
some woman like uh um uh, Mike getting choked up even just talking about it it's kind of crazy um she said some woman like followed her into the bathroom this like older lady um that just looked really unique and just had like uh she looked kind of crippled or something like she she something was uh wrong with her legs or something <clears throat> and she followed my uh girlfriend into the bathroom and uh she was like Kim I need to talk to you and um so she knew her name uh, and everything yeah okay and uh and she was like, whoa, who are you? Like, what's going on? And, like, my, like, you know, for people that, like, won't believe this, like, Kim, like, she is, like, the most goody, good girl. Like, she's <laughs> not a liar. Like, there's none of that. She has a master's degree. She has no reason to lie. Yeah. And, and she, um, she was just like, uh, you know, your your friend Jessica has been trying to talk to you. And uh, Jessica was like her uh, best friend that died young. And uh, uh, yeah, just like crazy, crazy stuff. And um, uh, she's just like telling her like all this stuff, just going on and on. And um, uh, she Holy was like, shit. the craziest part was um, she was like, she's been leaving um, you and uh, your boyfriend messages in uh, your bathroom mirror. Uh, there's like, uh, because her and I always, whenever we brush our teeth, um, I have like a really big mouth. Um, I have a big head too. Whenever I brush my teeth, um, the like spit and the toothpaste would like fly on the bathroom mirror. I'd always like clean off the mirror and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, when we went home, it looked like there was like words in our bathroom mirror. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. So that was pretty insane. That was like really hardcore for me to like accept, and I never experienced anything like that before. Um, and then uh, I guess the second one is, um, uh, yeah. Since my aunt's passing, like I just have this like feeling um, in my brain, in my head, where I just. I feel like my aunt is with me very, very often. Like she's like hanging out with me in the living room, hanging out wherever. And, um, it's, it's pretty wild. It, it really, uh, you know, go, going back to that song by Arctic monkeys, star treatment, mm -hmm. um, in the second verse, um, it's, how does it go? It's just like, uh, I just wanted to be a ghost that would haunt you from the rear view mirror or something along <laughs> those lines. And I, I love that lyric so much. Like it, um, it just really reminds me of like, it reminds me of a breakup, but also it reminds me of in a way of my aunt too, to where like, I just constantly feel like my aunt is like actually, uh, just following me and like, just hanging out with me, like when I'm hiking or, cooking doing whatever so, well and, and yeah. you know people people a lot of times may say things like that and it's like because we we look at everything from such a a, a four-dimensional you know uh, uh, existence of you know yeah. being time being the fourth dimension it's like people who have gone over and again there's not really a hundred percent concrete proof but people who have crossed over time is irrelevant and space is irrelevant oh, and, you know so it's like totally. why couldn't they be there and and there's some there's some uh, uh, concepts uh, of of you know the multiverse or you know I, I'm a Rick and Morty fan so I call it the multiverse oh, <laughs> but, uh, nice, cool. uh, yeah. in fact I'm wearing a Rick and Morty shirt right now um, that's so good but, uh, uh, but that whole concept of multiple existences and every time you make a decision it spawns off another existence that when you die 
it's almost like you get collected back to the main, you know, to the to the one uh, uh, picture. We'll keep the numbers simple because there would be trillions. But so let's say you've got a hundred uh, versions of you out there that are in a hundred different universes. You know, again, keep the numbers simple. When when uh, 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 one of them gets hit by a car, it's gone, and then it's just out of that universe. But it still goes back to the to the pinpoint universe, if you will. Um, yeah, sure. And so you know, it's it's like, and different. You're in different times. You're in different locations. You're different nationalities. You're different. You know, and it's like when you start thinking of it in those terms, it's like, well, if I've lived at different times, and if I've been different nationalities, how many different you know people how many different people really are there you know maybe that's when people say we're all one it's like well shit maybe we are <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah, so knows, it's like man. and and to think you know my 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 aunt is is following me it's like well shit maybe she's here just checking in on you and yeah she can't oh, because sure. she's no longer physically in this universe but she still can hang out because she's physical in all those other universes you know I mean, for sure yeah knows? i agree with that statement it's, yeah, yeah it's 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 I, we we don't have, you know, we don't have a very good concept of what's going on because none of us get the answer till we're dead. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, I I agree for sure. So yeah, I would say yeah, she is with you. She is checking in on you. You know, maybe not necessarily all the time, but from time to time, absolutely. And I think yeah, people have you. that happen. Yeah, totally, man. And and here's the other thing. And this is something. After my brother died, I sent a message to my niece, and I don't think she really. I don't know. If she. It was too soon or what? But I told her, and I said. You know what? Look at it this way. Time is irrelevant. And if they're, when they <laughs> die, so good. well, seriously, it's like when, yeah, when someone dies, <laughs> think about this. You're already there with her. She doesn't miss you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it, it's interesting for sure. It is. It is. So I take comfort in that. I go, you know what? The people that I miss, the people that are here that I miss, they're already having the party on the other side somewhere. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're just waiting for me to arrive. Or actually, uh, in their perspective, I have arrived. Because if there is that whole concept of multiple existences of myself, some form of me is already there. You know, and, yep. Or maybe we're all there already. Because, again, time is that's – that's a human construct. So, But uh, now that we got all deep and all that, um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's a good point to stop unless there's anything else that you'd like to bring up. I mean, I do want to mention your song. And I want to. I'm going to put that at the end of the uh, the episode. So, anybody who's listening, we're going to tune in. What is the name of that track? Yeah. So the name of the track is called "Contemporary People" by the Shaky Experience. And lyrically, that song is about building relationships uh, with people and just uh, you know realizing that there is eventually a time where you know, people drift on to other places, you know, um, more, mostly so to like, in my experience of, uh, me and my best friend, both being in, from Baltimore and just like having like these really amazing memories together for years upon years. And then I moved to Denver, he moved to Hawaii and, uh, here we are, you know, we're still really good friends, but, yeah. uh, we now live elsewhere and lyrically it just, uh, it kind of resonates with that. That's cool. That's very cool. That's, uh, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's those friends that you can talk to years later and it's like nothing changed. Exactly. Those are the true friends. So, but, um, well, cool, man. Um, yeah. When this whole, this whole COVID thing's over with, we'll have to grab a beer, man. 
Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> that's cool. That's that yeah. you're in town here. So, um, but uh, well, hey, James, it was uh, it was good talking with you. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I encourage everybody to check out uh, check out your your you know the songs, the tracks, and I'm gonna post a bunch of links and. Uh, you know, again, James, send me anything else you'd like me to put in the description because I love sharing people's, you know, backgrounds and, and anything they want to share. I love to share it with the listeners. Cool. I certainly will. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so much for having me. And, uh, you know, I just really appreciate your time and anyone's time that listened. Um, yeah, it just means a lot to me. So uh, have a great, safe uh, year. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's been an interesting one so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Talk soon. Talk to you soon, man. Thanks again. All right. Bye. All right, bye. So that was my talk with James Richard Lane. Very interesting guy. He's accomplished quite a bit for someone his age. Um, I'm going to, in fact, include a bunch of links that he shared with me uh, in the show notes there. So you can check out his band, The Shaky Experience. And I'm going to have uh, links to the Prices Right episode, uh, the YouTube video for that. Along with, uh, remember, at the end of this episode, I'm going to have his song, Contemporary People. That is uh, going to be happening right after music fades out. Um, and, uh, yeah, in the meantime, have yourselves a good day. Have yourself a good life. And, you know, take care of each other and be safe and do all that kind of stuff. And watch out for each other and just don't be a dick.